Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, I could start with the deadly fungal infection spreading across America, across the globe, or I could discuss the fact that the U.S. military has increases in obesity, diabetes, and eating disorders, all because of the pandemic, or... I could tell you the story of a teen who is suing Kaiser Permanente for performing a double mastectomy on her at 13 because she said she was a boy. Of course, that wasn't true because men are not women and women are not men and boys are not girls and girls are not boys. I mean, it's a plethora, people. Take your pick, a panoply, perhaps. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what is going on? Good to be with you. I don't get to hear enough from you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. 833-GOT-TONY. I mean, that's like that's like three rough stories. Boom, boom, boom. Just punching you in the head. This fungal infection, Candida auris, also known as C R S A U R I S. This this is this is not new. It's been going on for a while. The increases in infections has happened in recent years. It's concerning uh, to the chief medical officer of the CDC mycotic diseases branch. I don't know if the CDC said something, if any of you would believe it, or or if I. It's not like I'm different. I, I should say we. I don't know if we'd believe it. If the CDC said, hey, this is bad, um, I think the rest of it would be like, okay, I'll take two. Because what do, what do you guys know? You're the CDC. What do you know? How many more things do you have to get wrong? By the way, I I have the audio somewhere. Did you see? I don't know why it got re-released. It's always stunning that there are these videos that come out and, and people are like, oh, okay. And then somebody will just like bring it back to prominence a year later. It becomes the biggest thing in the world. And this is uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I forget who he's with, like walking over through a neighborhood and talking to people about COVID. And there is this, uh, this man, this black man, basically yelling at him, telling him everything he said was a lie. Just beating the daylights out of him about everything he said. And, and and how untrue it all was. It was it was really kind of incredible. It was it was he was he was with the DC mayor Muriel Bowser. That's who he was with. And he's like standing at the bottom of the stairs. And and this guy so Fauci's at the bottom of the stairs and 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 uh and this guy's at the top. It's really incredible. And the importance of that video is the recognition that people who tell you that only a certain kind of person really knows things and, and, oh, people who don't have an education, people who don't have the money, why are we listening to them? Oh, they don't even have a college degree. They sound just like that. 
the bigotry in that. Now, I have some of the audio. Finger on the dump button, Kylan. Why not? Because I, I haven't listened to all of it, and, I, and this could be a different segment of it. This was part of it. Be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. That was just part of it. All right. I, you're, you're safe, Kylan. You're safe. Many thanks. Now, I, I will tell you that the idea that a vaccine was created in miraculous time, that, I think that part is actually miraculous. I, I don't see how that part isn't amazing. But to the, the, the people who won't let you say, well, is there a problem with the vaccine? Those are the, those are the people who are the problem. If you want to argue that the COVID vaccine did nothing, I don't think you can argue that. I don't think the data shows that. I think the data shows that it absolutely reduced symptoms in millions of people, keeping them out of hospitals and therefore saving their lives. The vaccine had issues for some. You better believe it did. And to not say so is nuts. And then to prevent people from saying so is equally as crazy. And then to tell somebody they didn't take the vaccine, they were going to kill my meemaw is some of the most despicable stuff out there. Don't let the conversation A confuse the conversation B. Did the vaccine help people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll argue this with anybody. Absolutely. Could they have survived without it? Certainly possible. Because you take a look at survival rates. You take a look at people who didn't get vaccinated, etc. But there are people who are immunocompromised. There are people who are older, people who had issues. And it could have absolutely, if it didn't, if it didn't, it, meaning, let me say this more clearly. It absolutely did help people who were either immunocompromised or had other issues have lesser symptoms. We've got the data on that. Could they have survived without it? I'll never know. I'm saying it's possible. I won't, I won't say no outright. I'm saying I'll never know. That's one conversation over here. And thus, the speed of the development of the vaccine is quite miraculous. It was the, did we really check for all the side effects? Uh, do we allow people to say no? Are we going to silence people who say no? And all the things that happened on the other side, that's what's so radical. That's what's so surreal. That's a, it's a fantastic video. You got to watch it. As for this thing right here, this Candida Auris, it's found on the skin and throughout the body. It's not a threat to healthy people, but about one-third of people who become sick with this die. So if you're already somebody who is immunocompromised or something else, then this becomes a real problem and a real issue. Healthy people don't have this issue. Healthy people are fine, just like with COVID. But guaranteed, they'll say, well, to prevent the spread, you should really be wearing a mask. And that's why we don't trust them. Then there's the story of the U.S. military. Where we find that data from the Defense Health Agency shows that the rates of obesity amongst U.S. troops rose by 13.3% from 2020 to 2021. Pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes also up. The um, uh, type 2 was up 25% since 2018. 
Tell me more about how those lockdowns saved lives, huh? Telling people they can't get out, telling people they can't exercise, telling people they can't, you know, um, uh, can't engage in, in a level of safety. Uh, for themselves, they have to do what other people tell them is safe. Nuts. We have kids who can't do math, kids who are in things like speech pathology who are no longer speaking properly. You have kids who are ang- who have anxiety issues. You have kids who have uh, other, uh, they, they were torn away from their, their family and others. You have people who watched their loved ones die and couldn't be with them because of COVID who will never get over that, what we've done to each other, what we've done to society. No, wait, I said we, I apologize. What they've done to society is absolutely horrific. Every time we turn around, we see yet another example of their failure. 15 days to stop the spread, unforgivable. Now, I recall at the time me saying, I get the argument. They want to see what they can do to keep the spread down so we're not overwhelming hospitals. Conceptually, I never minded it. But I said, as clear as day, you can't save society by stopping society. And when I said it, I had so-called reporters right here in my beloved Indianapolis, I mean world-class jerk faces, telling me, your, Tony Katz is going to get people killed. We were right, and they were wrong, and we were rational, and they are still awful, disgusting people. And the horror of what they inflicted upon us is coming out every single day. Every day there's another story. Every day there's another issue. Every day there's an, every single day. We said then, we don't know exactly how bad this all has been. We're starting to get a real damn good look. And the, and the only thing you could do is, I mean, if, if you think about it too long, you will cry. This, this stuff is, is horrific. We just got to make sure it doesn't happen again. If they say, well, if you don't shut down your restaurant, we'll take your license, we'll take my license, I'm screwed anyway, and then stay open anyway, and tell cops to try and shut you down to go straight to hell. By the way, police officers, don't you even think of shutting down a restaurant? Isn't it shameful enough you went to churches and took down license plate numbers? You got to push back. You got to push back. You got to be willing to go to jail. You got to be willing because we're talking about people who want to stop civilization. Those people can't be allowed to be in charge. These are the people who want to tell you that if you're a 13-year-old girl but you say you're a boy, well, then we'll get you drugs and we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. We'll do the other for you. And then you should have surgery and change who you are, and we'll call it top surgery. And it's really super simple. We just simply remove your breasts, even though you're perfectly healthy. There's a story uh, about Layla Jane, a detransitioned teenager suing Permanente Medical Group and Kaiser Foundation Hospitals because they performed a double mastectomy on her when she was 13. She was starting to identify as transgender two years before had this surgery, then realized, wait a second, I made a mistake. 
She's accusing the hospital of intentional fraud and concealment involving her gender transition. And her line was, I don't think I should have been allowed to change my sex before I was legally able to have sex. I don't think I'm better off for the experience. I think transitioning just completely added fuel to the fire. That was my pre-existing conditions, meaning mental health problems. In Indiana, there's a whole big conversation about Senate Bill 480, gender transition procedures for minors. It prohibits, this is the digest of it, right? The, the, the quick uh, synopsis. Prohibits a physician or other practitioner from knowingly providing gender transition procedures to an individual who is less than 18 or aiding or abetting another physician or practitioner in the pr- provision of gender transition procedures to a minor. And there are people who are opposed to this. You're, we must have a gender-affirming care, and you have to let children do this. Now, I don't know who's on the line, uh, Kylan. Somebody is there because this has been going on in, in our Indiana State House. Do you, somebody is there, was there for the testimony? Yeah, we have John on the line. All right. Let, uh, I, now, you never know. We'll find out soon enough whether they were really there. John, welcome to the show. What's going on? Um, you were there for the testimony? Yes, I actually testified, and it was uh, it was very interesting. And uh, basically, the folks that were opposed to this bill passing were very emotional. There was some gut wrenching parent parental testimony, and those that were for this bill basically had facts, and they were medical doctors. And there were several that had detransit transitioned that were warning about the long term effects. Uh, it did pass eight to five right down party lines, pretty much, except for one exception. But this bill is about protecting children uh, for being sterile, basically, is what this is. So, so there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's was, a lot of conversations uh, there about what these kinds of things, whether it's puberty blockers or others, do. But we. You know, I, I'm I'm glad that it's going to move down the road. I want this to be passed. I we we should not be people who uh, allow this idea of a child being able to make such a, a decision. I, I do believe it is abusive, but there it, it should be recognized. You know, you talk about the the heart wrenching. There, this is happening to families, and no one should 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 note or no one should ignore the fact that it is emotional. How rough and tumble did it get? Uh, it was actually fairly good. The uh, It was civil inside, but there was a, a large group of supporters in the hallway uh, that when someone that was opposed or that was for this bill, they started shouting to the point where it was, you know, they were shouting them down. Uh, and to me, to have a civil dis, you know, a dis- discussion, you don't shout the other side down. One, you can't listen if you're shouting at them. And two, others can't listen. But if there was someone that was opposed to this bill, they were very quiet. Uh, it was like having a cheering gallery, uh, a one-sided cheering gallery. Uh, but, you know, basically this boils down to uh, someone under 18 making a decision that will sterilize them for the rest of their lives. And I just find that something, you know, what's more important? You can't smoke a cigarette uh, with, until you're like 16 or 18 or whatever it is, but yet you could take hormones that will ruin your reproductive system. I don't. I just don't see how... Uh, people can not be for protecting our children. 
Well, listen, man, I, I appreciate the phone call and I appreciate the update. Thank you. It did pass 8-5. So this was the Senate bill that just passed the House committee. It was the House Public Health Committee in the state of Indiana. This is now um, going to go to the full House. And if passed by the full House, it will head to the desk of Governor Eric Holcomb. And I'm here to tell you, I'm placing my bet. I am 50-50 on whether he signs this thing. I have no clue. I have no inside information, no clue on whether or not Governor Holcomb signs this thing. There's a whole conversation about how we want our elected officials to respond and and, and whether or not they listen to the people. I will get into that coming up. This is Tony Katz today. stories then there's bad stories then there's absolute insanity tony katz tony katz today and then there's this your car's seatbelt safety miracle or decapitation nightmare what is the connection between rain and farming the answer may surprise you heroin sex machine guns flamethrowers murder There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. Man attacked by mountain lion while sitting in hot tub. Honestly, there's nothing sacred. This is Colorado sitting with his wife in the in-ground hot tub at a rental property 100 miles west of Colorado Springs. Nothing says vacation like being eaten by a mountain lion. Sitting in the hot tub, I swear to you this is the story, I couldn't make this up. Sitting in the hot tub, quote, when he felt something grab his head. Oh, God! They screamed and did the only thing they possibly could. They splashed the animal with hot tub water, which we all know is not necessarily the cleanest water. The wife grabs a flashlight, shines it on the the mountain lion, and then they're like, hey, that's a mountain lion. Then the mountain lion starts backing up because these people are crazy. The people then start screaming at the mountain lion. Mountain lion's like, wow, wow, I, I, I just thought he looked delicious. I didn't know they were crazy. Less, you get mad human disease, you eat that guy's head. And he makes his way back up the uh, top of the hill. The people are run inside. They clean themselves up. They call the property owner. They call whoever that you call. They start searching for the mountain lion. It's very cold. They don't find it. Went for his head. I I think that's why people smoke weed in Colorado. Because sometimes you just need to forget. Do you want a governor like Ron DeSantis? And what of this Washington Post piece that says 
Iowa is trying to become Florida. That's that's not it, although that's very funny. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. It has got to be one of the weirdest stories I have come across, but it is a story about the absolute effectiveness, not of Ron DeSantis, but of the constituent, of you, me, and we, of the people who've been saying, you know what, this insanity that we're living through, this constant scolding from the political left, uh, this abuse of children in every way, and then telling parents that they're not allowed to have a say in their kids' education, none of this is going to fly. This doesn't work. This is no way to live, people. We can't have this. And so what we're seeing is that pushback. And that explains the story out of the Washington Post. Guys, welcome to the show. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, TonyKatz.Locals.com. Here was the headline. Over there, the, this was the, this was Fox News telling the story. Liberals whine, I love the use of the word whine, that Iowa is becoming Florida of the North. And I was like, what are you talking about? Sure enough, there's the story. Iowa's sharp right turn from centrist state to Florida of the North. And, of course, uh, they want to make this that this is all an attack on the LGBTQ community. No, it's not. And that should come to an end because the argument in Iowa, in my beloved Indiana, a lot of places where we're seeing a lot of legislation going on right now, has nothing to do with being lesbian, gay, or bisexual. It all has to do with the T and specifically has to do with children and has to do with adults thinking that children can somehow change their gender or decide to have surgeries or decide to take puberty blockers or don't have to listen to their parents or the parents shouldn't even be allowed to know what happens with the kids and the parents shouldn't know what's happening in the schools. The parents should have no say in education whatsoever, no say in what their kid is doing in the school, whether or not their kid is engaging a totally secret life within the school because they've been pushed into it. I know I said that really fast, but that's how quickly it comes out these days. That's how quickly you realize all of the things that are happening because there are so many things happening. Boom, 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 boom. And it has to come out, just pours right out of you when you realize how obscene this all is. That the reality is that none of this is about people who are lesbian or gay or bisexual. This is all about the T. This is all about children and the idea that somehow they can be pushed or are being pushed and they are being pushed into this kind of confusion because the level of children saying I'm this or I'm that, this doesn't comport to any level of science. This only comports to social contagion. That's it. That's the totality of it. From the beginning to the end, the alpha to the omega, that's all there is. That what you're seeing in schools across America, in society across America, is social contagion being pushed by adults who are really into the social contagion. Iowa is becoming Florida is a fantastic headline because that headline states that it turns out that politicians are doing their job. You say to me, how does it work like that? Well, uh, allow, me to, allow me to break it down. Allow me to, to, to share it with you. The politician, it, I should really start here. Do you know the difference between a thermostat and a thermometer? I was a restaurant manager for a short while at the Hard Rock Cafe in Washington, D.C. 
And I, I want to say that the regional director, regional VP, district manager, whatever his name was, I want to say his name was Adam. I have no idea where he is today, but he should know that this left uh, an imprint on me. And I was, I was in a miserable place when I, when I went to work there. I was just, I was depressed and, and everything else. It was really at the, my gosh, I have to start doing something about this. My gosh, there's, there's no reason to go on. It, it was, it was super ugly stuff. Um. He asked me in the interview, do I know the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat? And I completely blanked. I blanked. And I tried, and I, I, I believe I eventually said, no, I, I, I don't know. A thermometer measures temperature. A thermostat creates it, raises it, lowers it. That's what happens. The thermometer only measures. The thermostat actually controls it. Politicians are nothing more than thermometers. They are measuring the temperature. We, the people, are the thermostat. We raise the heat or lower the heat. What matters and what doesn't? We choose this. We do this. For years. You know, the article discusses that Iowa was a state that went for Obama in 2008 and went for Obama in 2012. Yes, but that was over 10 years ago. And in today's America, Barack Obama would be considered too much of a centrist to get elected by these progressives. And over the last 10 years, and really over the last 20 years, truly over the last 30 years, it's been nonstop abuse of the American people at the hands of the political left. You're racist. You're bigots. You're sexist. You're not paying enough in taxes. You're not caring enough about your fellow man. You're not paying your fair share. Every day is a reason why you're a bigot and you're an awful person. Every day you're being told why you're a sexist and why what you did in asking that woman out was a total affront and you should be sued and it's akin to rape or anything else that got said. Every day, every day, every day, Americans were abused. My father is, is 85, and my father still works. Father has a, 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 a small business, a merchant services, credit card processing. If you need any help, let me know. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was a nice little bit of advertising right in there. And he, uh, he's still working, still paying his taxes. When does my father stop being called, uh, when does it stop that he's called a racist? And when can he be told, hey, thanks for all you contributed? because you contributed much more than the vast majority of people. Uh, like, for example, you've contributed more to the tax base than Bernie Sanders ever has. Bernie Sanders went from being the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, uh, to a congressman in Vermont, to a senator in Vermont, and the only thing he ever actually did was marry a woman who bankrupted a college in Vermont. That's the grand total of what it is Bernie Sanders has created. My father has at least paid people. My father has created uh, income that he's paid taxes on. When does he get a break? When does he get a thank you? When does he get told, you know what? You know what? You've done enough. You've done enough. We won't yell at you today. It never comes. It never comes. They're always yelling at him. He's always terrible. He's always awful. You're always terrible. You're always awful. But when it came to a head, it's, it's a really interesting, you could argue, difference between men and women. Because this was an attack on men, manhood, masculinity, for, for years. And men continue to go to work and raise their families. 
But then the left decided, why are we waiting until college to screw with people's children? Why don't we just do it right now when they're in the seventh grade? And mom said, I'm sorry, what now? And they said no. And the minute they said no, in a loud enough voice, they got called domestic terrorists. Bam! I mean, that's pretty damn quick. That is pretty damn quick from, hey, we don't like what we're seeing in our kids' school. Hey, we got questions about what's in the school library to domestic terrorists. Wow. That is that is some maneuvering, folks. So, the, you, you've seen the acceleration of the disgust of the push from the left to tell you why you're always terrible all the time. Politicians who have a brain, who are sensing the ground under them, look at that and say, ah, I should react and respond to that. We should be clear that Ron DeSantis of Florida certainly has his own mind, certainly has his own thoughts, certainly has his own theories and beliefs, and and I don't think there's any question about whether or not uh, he's somebody who's like, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this. You know what, I'm not going to simply allow the beaches to be closed because of COVID. You know what, I'm not going to listen to this one, that one, or the other one. And people cheer that. They love that. They love the fighter. They're only begging for more people to fight. They're begging for their governor to fight. I live in Indiana. I would love it upon love it upon love it. If my governor would fight, if Eric Holcomb, the governor of Indiana, would fight, that would be fantastic because we've got the same types of legislation conversations going on as they do in Iowa. We're saying that boys are not girls and girls are not boys and that parents have a right to know what's happening and that boys do not participate in girls' sports. That is a bill that the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, vetoed. He had to get an override from the General Assembly. Yes, the Republican governor, Eric Holcomb, engaged a veto on the idea uh, when, when presented with boys should not play girls sports. Well, this really isn't an issue here. And, and the uh, Indiana High School Athletic Association, known as the IHSAA, they, they govern these things. And so, no, we don't, we don't really need this. We don't really have this problem here. Instead of saying the citizens see this as an issue, I should be listening to them. He didn't see the problem. So veto and did away with it. For whatever reason, Governor Eric Holcomb is not interested engaging in any social issue at all except abortion. He was very strong in saying we're going to have uh, restrictions on abortion in the state of Indiana. But he did not really discuss it well with the Republican Party, so you created more of a mess than you needed to. That's about bad leadership because the Republican Party, while it's a supermajority in the state of Indiana, what they don't have is any cover. They don't have anybody protecting them. They don't have anybody helping out there to move their message. Their governor is silent. The leader of the party is quiet. Kim Reynolds, uh, the governor of Iowa, less so. She's less quiet. Is she somehow modeling herself after Ron DeSantis? I don't know if that's true, but is she listening to her constituents and realizing that there's a very loud group of people out there saying, leave our kids alone? Yeah. And she's doing it right. And when you see anybody, and and again, this is uh, the, the Wall Street Journal right here. Here's how they start. Um, here, wait, where, where was it? 
even as teens draped in rainbow flags crowded into the Capitol Rotunda chanting, we say gay on March 8th, Iowa lawmakers quickly passed three bills related to gay and transgender rights. Now, I'm not sure of every piece of legislation. I am sure that no one's talking about the LG or B. This is all about the T. And what has happened is people have said that if you are LG or B, you have to be involved with the T. Otherwise, you don't count. Otherwise, you're not really gay. If you were somebody who was fighting at Stonewall, you might want to look up Stonewall. You look up Lower Manhattan. You'll learn about that. Uh, Those were real fights. Fighting for real rights. Those people have been totally pushed to the side because just like Barack Obama 10 years later, they're not really left enough, liberal enough, I don't know, gay enough. If you ask some people, not me, I I think you are who you are and I'm cool with that. I think children can't decide their gender, children can't decide their medical histories and anybody who says otherwise is abusive. Of course it's abusive if you say parents shouldn't have a right. It's of course it's abusive if you say parents shouldn't know. Of course it's abusive if you say, well, they could take puberty blockers. It's fine. It's reversible. It's reversible. You take a puberty blocker for three or four years, you physically change and chemically change the makeup of the human body and you think that's reversible? What kind of freak believes in this? What kind of freak believes in that level of insanity? That's nuts. Certifiable on every level. Iowa has realized, or their governor has realized, that indeed what the people want is somebody listening to them and then acting accordingly. What they want is to protect children because children are not adults and children need to be protected more often than not from themselves. And there are people out there who are absolutely abusing children, abusing children through this guise of gender-affirming care. The whole concept of gender-affirming care is to make you believe that somebody can affirm their gender, which means physically alter who they are. That's a radical concept. And children need to be protected from that. And parents and adults and rational people all across America have said children have got to be protected from that because this is nuts. And then what do they get called? They get called bigots and they get called transphobes and they get called every other thing under the sun when they are none of these things. And when you see these pieces of legislation... They go, oh, it's just anti this and anti that, when actually it is pro-children. It is pro-common sense. It's pro-decency. It's pro-parent. These are good, important things. Is Iowa becoming Florida? I don't think so. I think Iowa has just found its voice. And in many ways, my beloved Indiana has just found its voice. Maybe Ron DeSantis was the first to giving that voice a voice. Just like people would say, Trump was the first to give that voice. These disgruntled, unhappy people who have been called awful, horrible, evil names for years, finally giving them a voice. Man, it feels great when you realize you're not alone. It does. It feels magnificent when you realize you're not alone. And as more and more Americans have learned, when it comes to protecting their children, when it comes to caring for their children... When it comes to caring for anybody's kids, they're not alone. These abusers can't get away with what they want to do, and parents are fighting back, adults are fighting back, and politicians are listening. And if that means that Iowa is becoming Florida, 
I hope Indiana's next. And I hope your state is next as well. I'm Tony Katz. You know, I promised this earlier on my morning show and then uh, forgot to do it. I got so involved in other things. It happens all the time. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I promised you that I would have you agreeing with Representative Maxine Waters. Ew, David. True story. You're going to agree with Representative Maxine Waters. Oh, God. Yes, you are. Because she can't believe that the political right doesn't believe in woke. She can't believe they don't believe in woke. You know what they think of woke? These are right-wing conservatives, and they hate progressive government and progressive politics. And when they denounce woke, uh, what they're trying to do is send a message to people that somehow this is not good policy. All right, all right, all right. She's right. That's exactly what woke is. Woke is bad policy. She's absolutely, positively Correct. Change approved. I approve these comments. You now find yourself agreeing with Representative Maxine Waters. Give in. Give in. It has happened. Game over, man. Game over. You're there. Woke policies are bad policies. Bad policies should be opposed. Yes, Maxine Waters, we opposed your bad policies. We agree with you. We think woke is bad. And she actually made the argument very effectively. I really appreciate Representative Maxine Waters making it that easy on us to explain how bad woke is. It's embarrassing. Only for her. Only for her. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.